Welcome to the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Jeff Johnson here, Samantha Balch over there. How are you doing, hey. Sam? Doing pretty good. Can't complain. I could complain, but that would be very petty of me. So I won't. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a podcast. That's I, I, I think 90% of podcasts are people complaining about stuff. Um, that is a good so, point. I mean, if there's anything you want to complain about, you can. No. No, you good? No, um, I'm good. I want to touch on uh, Operation Mountain Goat, Sam. I don't know if you, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, and I'm not sure the episode where I mentioned Operation Mountain Goat for the first time has aired yet. I was so say, I don't know if this is aired. Okay, so um, I, I, I talk. We've talked a lot about the show over the years about doing the scary thing, and um, and just to, to recap, some of you probably heard this already. Uh, um, I, I'm I'm thinking the other day I'm out with the dogs. Uh, it's about a month ago now, and uh, I had this idea, and then I came home and I mentioned. Natasha, that there's this thing we could do that I'd never thought about doing before. And she's like, oh, yeah, we could do that. And I didn't expect her to be into it, but she was totally into it. It's a big, scary thing um, that we can't get into specifics about because it's it, we don't want to yet. Um, but so we, nick, we we codenamed it. I mean, that was half a day coming up with a code name. So the code name is Operation Mountain Goat. Uh, I if- talked about Go May ahead. I pause you? If one is a particularly studious person, can they figure out what the thing is based on the name, or is the name just totally random? Um, I can't tell you that. Um, oh, that sounds like a yes. <laughs> but people can totally try. I, I first mentioned this in an episode not too long ago with Kristen. And so there's lots of moving parts, and it's totally something we never thought about doing um, before, but we're, we're totally going to do it. And it is like a nine-ish month process to do this thing. Um, and so there's lots of planning and organizing, and then you just got to wait for time to pass. And, and, and I to, have to, to say, it really sounds like you're having a baby. Uh, that's not what we're doing. Um, You're saying nine months, lots of planning. <laughs> yeah. And, and now me saying that that's not totally what it is. There's going to be some listeners who totally think that's what it is. And you go on <laughs> thinking that because, um, my whole thing right now is me having fun with misdirection about what this is going to be. Um, so what it's been so far is, is lots of planning and organizing and looking things up on the internet and, 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 and waiting for certain, we, I mean, there's certain things you got to do and you got to order things and, and but it's going to be this delightful thing when it, and it finally happens. You might and say so, it's a bundle of joy when it finally happens. <laughs> I mean, you could say that you'd probably be wrong, um, but you could, you could totally say that. So um, anyway, uh, Operation Mountain Goat is moving ahead and uh, um, probably the, I think the first time I mentioned it is sometime in 2022, but we're probably looking at the, the first half of 2022 now, because we've kind of, we're start, starting to lock down some, uh, some uh, delivery arrival dates for for Ooh. how this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna play out. So there's an update on Mountain Goat. Um, They're starting a cult. Mm, I wish I would love to start a cult. Um, been one of my one of my goals. Uh, but so we're talking central planning, Sam. I just. I just I, I typed you those two words you and sure you're did. like yeah let's talk about that that might be two episodes um so I've got lots of thoughts but what do you what, yeah. what are your thoughts on central planning when you say central planning I feel like the term I'm most comfortable with is strategic planning have you ever called it that it sounds mm. very it sounds very corporate um, but that's the terminology I've heard before is like strategic planning strategic planning that we we might be talking about different things go ahead okay then what about- are you, then what 
What are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, planning taking place at a centralized location um, for other people who may not be part of the planning or may not um, have the any any voice in the planning that's going on um, is what I I had been thinking about. But what are you thinking ah, about? I'm thinking about the ways in which we plan for our central values and our central like guideposts for the work that we do in our centers and our programs. Oh, well, we're both thinking about different things because we're from we're different generations. Uh, let's different talk about things. yours. <laughs> so again, like I've, I'm most familiar with the term strategic planning and this is like, I feel like it's a very corporate term, but it's this idea of like, what is your mission? What is your vision? What mm -hmm. are your values? What does your, so in the context we're talking about, you know, what's the mission of your program? And the mission is why you exist. Like Explorations Early Learning, the website, it says right at the top, um, I might be getting the order wrong it says promoting play defending childhood empowering caregivers yes that's the that's the mission right there yeah like there it is great mm -hmm. we found we found it, <laughs> we found it. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up in center it tells you know what you're about right away <laughs> and so and we're 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 actually going to do oh, i'll throw this plug in here we're going to be doing sometime this yeah. all november we're going to be doing november. a a a live uh zoom about this for anybody that wants to hop on and join us about mission and mission planning and staying on mission so that's i have some that's rants a, that's a big thing um any rants right. related any, any rants you want to go on now maybe a a, a um, sub ramp a baby ramp ramp a pre-ramp pre-rant just a thing i hate i hate when people when it says mission and it starts with our mission is I hate mm -hmm. that shit. We know it's your mission. You just said, you put, you put that at the top. You said that that's like the subheading. You don't need to then say our mission. We know. Okay. We know. And then, um, I really don't like, this is very specific. I don't like when early learning programs or centers have anything in their mission about creating students that are prepared for elementary school. I hate that shit. Uh, that's another live Zoom coming up with uh, with Kristen. Okay. You can join us if you want, Sam. That's going to be in October. It's about the uh, school readiness meat grinder is uh, is what we're, we're talking about there, which is, I think, what you're kind of opposed to. So that, that is might, that yeah. is kind of, yeah, that's, I think, where a lot of it comes from is like, oh, well, it's in the mission. We'll take it out of your mission. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that whole mission thing, um, I've looked at a lot of these over the years and big corporations strive to make their missions as, as clear and concise as possible. I mean, for a long time, uh, Google's was don't be evil. Um, yes. And then a, a year or two ago, <laughs> they changed it. So apparently they've decided to be evil. I, yeah, I don't know, but it's the it's vibe changed. I get. <laughs> but then a lot of early learning programs have these these things that go on for paragraphs on and, and they they read as if they were written by six dys dyslexic monkeys and then and then typed by I, I don't know, somebody with with two fingers on a keyboard that was missing six or seven yes. keys. Um, 
so yes. it, it's kind of hard to read and understand. And right now your, your glasses are reflecting off the screen and you look almost yeah. Borg-like. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I was looking, uh, I was trying to find like a good, horrible school mission statement example <laughs> to read out because as you said, they are just jump. It's like, we couldn't cut anything because seven people had seven different ideas. So we just smushed them all together and no. You don't need to do that. But again, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. Come hang out in November. <laughs> and, and so I, the, your, your idea of strategic planning, I think, I think it's really important and it might sound, it might sound um, corporate like you say, but it also, look, the only way you accomplish things, whether it's your mission to be a play-based early learning program or Operation Mountain Goat is, is to, to do some planning. Yeah, and you have so, to know why you exist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm so like, that's it. <laughs> and, and to do that effectively, it, you need to pull in another, another corporate buzzword, maybe uh, uh, you need to pull in the stakeholders. And oh, stakeholders. Sure that, <laughs> and Say synergy. Sure, <laughs> you, you've got to uh, pull in the stakeholders for a synergistic, synergistic um, experience. You so you in, can circle back around. So you can circle around to the, um, the crux of the, uh, the nice. outcomes. Perfect. Um, um, no, Outcomes-based performance. Yeah. So you got to, I mean, look, you got to pull the people that are part of the thing into planning what the thing is going to be. Right. That's what all those fuzzy buzzwords say. Just you, then good news, you're going to have an easier time than if you have a staff of even three people. It's going to be a little trickier. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you're a big program and there are a lot of staff, um, real buy-in when you're coming up with missions and philosophies and goals and policies are, are, is a lot more valuable than, than the, the fake buy-in that is the way programs often end up, end up doing that piece of it. Yeah. And that's something that we actually, at my current program, we just had sort of our, our workshop week. So basically like the week we're, you know, cleaning out all the classrooms and we're doing professional development and we're getting ready for the new quote school year. And we started just by saying words that we want to come to people's minds when they hear about our program, you know, and it could be anything. It could be an adjective or it can be like a specific thing. So, and I loved it because we then wrote them all down and now the director has it in her office. And that's really kind of the ideas that we're like, we're bringing it to our meetings and we're using these words to guide us towards whatever next step our program ends up going on. And for all of us to be able to sit there was really helpful. We're not a huge staff, but you know, there are several, there's a good 12, 13 people. And to hear everybody's ideas and to see what was important to other people really helped me th- see, oh, who do I have really big connections with? Because me and like four other people wrote the word loving, right? So clearly relationship building is important to a lot of us. So how are we going to fold that into everything we do? Clearly inquiry is important to a lot of us. How are we going to fold that into everything we do? So to be able to sit with a group of people and not just by myself or even worse, just be told 
this is what our program is. You know, it felt like my time was being honored and my interests, my personality, my values were being honored by doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and that's that's valuable. And look, one one of the things I hear from listeners to this show and participants in online trainings I do is how do I get my co-teacher on board or how do I get parents to let us play with mud and those kind of things? Well, that becomes part of the strategic planning process, because if you if you do your planning, um, then you build a, a process for onboarding parents, for example, um, and you build that is such a, a good phrase. I feel like we I feel like that's a whole episode, this idea of onboarding parents. I feel like that's I just like that phrase a lot. Um, we kind of, I mean, uh, uh, Keisha Reed joined us, uh, uh, it's probably a year ago now, and we did an episode on, on how she does it in her program out in, out in Maryland. But yeah, that's, it's a good topic. Um, but look, if, if you can't clearly define what your mission for your program is, how are you going to have staff, whether it's two people or 20 who are all on the same page and who are all pulling in the same direction to, to get to that goal? Uh, yes. And so this this bit of strategic planning is one of the ways that you build a program that truly embraces whatever you want to embrace, whether it's rock and roll preschool, like Sam and I talked about not too many episodes ago, or whether it's uh, whether it's a play based child led environment. If you if you can't articulate what you're trying to accomplish, you you have a hard time accomplishing it. So this all, so this relates to another personal story. So during the same workshop week, I was asked by the director to do a workshop about emergent curriculum, which is a phrase we use in a lot of our materials. We say that it's, you know, an emergent curriculum, which was weird for me for a number of reasons, but especially because this is the first time someone has said, can you do a workshop? And I'm like, I'm just some guy, but okay, this would be good. This will be good for me, but like in person, in this was the first in person. Oh, okay. So there was a different, like, okay. I can always pretend my internet cut out if like (laughs) things goes out, but I'm physically in that room. So you can't just close your eyes and have everybody. No, I can't just, I can't just leave. Oh, if only you had that power. Yeah. So spent, you know, spent quite a bit of time, like trying to figure out, okay, what is it? What are the goals we have for what we're doing? The way that I like to facilitate things is I'm more interested in a conversation. That's why I come on podcasts because I just like, I like to talk and I like talking to be happening. And if the whole staff is there, I want them to be talking amongst each other. And I will find some examples that I have of videos of children's play and some pictures that I have that kind of give, you know, an overview of what the child might be doing. And then we'll kind of we as a staff will play with the ideas of what would you do next as a staff member? If we're talking about emerging curriculum, okay, so what do we see emerging? Great, cool. Two minutes into beginning this, this workshop thing, the room sort of explodes because around half the staff, or maybe it just felt like that because there was a, a, a vocal chunk, is asking the director and also me, what do you mean we're emergent curriculum? And I'm like, well, I kind of thought this baseline had been established. So apparently, and again, this is the result of a bajillion things that I am not privy to and do not need to be privy to. Apparently 
this was not a well-known fact among the, again, admittedly not huge school that like we call ourselves emerging curriculum and that is the process with which we are viewing children and the work that we do. Mm-hmm. So then we had to like back way up and be like, okay, what, when you hear emergent curriculum, like there were, there was someone that said, well, we don't have a curriculum. And I'm like, no curriculum is just what happens. So we do have a curriculum. <laughs> You're saying we don't have a packaged curriculum. Sure. That's fine. But um, that was very eye-opening for me in terms of like at other programs, I have, you know, sat through like beginning of the year, like going over stuff and the way we do things. And I've seen other like veteran teachers of the programs kind of be like, okay, like we're doing this again. And then I realized, oh, that's why you do this is because otherwise you get into this situation where you have to really back up because you thought everybody was on the same page mm-hmm. and they were not. <laughs> so well, yeah. And that, that same page thing is, I mean, that that's the, a, a prime directive of, of some, of some import, because if, if we're not, I mean, look, same page might be nearly impossible. Um, the same being on this, being in the same document, might be what we should right. shoot for in, in some situations. Maybe just reading the same book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's, that's important because if, if you're using, and I mean, defining your terminology becomes that, a, a, an important part of this process as that well. That was so because, fun for me too. Nobody uh-huh. had the same definition of emergent yeah. curriculum. It's like, so we are getting a lot, and this is good. Like I'm, I actually, like I told her, like, I'm glad this conversation is getting a little spicy because this is where we clearly need to be. Mm-hmm. If we're all kind of at odds with what this means, well, now we need to develop it and we need to wrestle with it. And then we need to create that with which we feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to do that, where having those conversations without everybody getting all heated up and defensive and, and trying to keep everything moving forward, that, I mean, that takes... That takes skill and practice no. and an openness that not everybody is always willing to bring to the to the table. No, that's why I started writing that POPs framework was based <laughs> on these sorts of conversations. Like, what if I just had a had like a list of how yeah. to do this? And what if I offered that to other people? Would that be helpful in any way? Yeah. Um and it did sort of help me as I was trying to figure it out, like this idea of, okay, what does everybody else know? Okay, now I'm going to throw out an idea and how's that going to go? How are we going to react to that? And then start to wrestle with it from there. Yeah, and, and look, it's really hard to do this well. Um, I've been involved in some strategic planning over the years and I mean, a couple failures. Okay, so once I volunteered to be on a committee for the local school district that was trying to plan, they, they needed new middle schools. The old build, the buildings were getting old, and 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 so their plan was, hey, we need to have a committee to to kind of look at what our strategic plan for building these schools and where do we build them and and how do we do this. And so I spent, I don't know, three months with meetings every other week with this group of concerned citizens. And we came up with a plan and we gave it to the school board. 
and and they did the exact opposite thing. The, the, they did the exact thing. What they voted on to implement was the the exact thing that we said. Hey, we don't as as citizens and parents in this district. This is exactly what we don't want you to do. They they did that thing. And the thing is, they they that was their plan all along. Yep. And so they had to go through the motions of strategic planning. Um, because that's kind of required of them, of their funders, but it was all bullshit and a waste of our that time. Sucks. Um, I spent time on a, a national board, um, early re- learning related and was on the board at a time when there was strategic planning going on. And it was all a bunch of boilerplate language that people were pulling from other places and it was really meaningless and what we ended up approving ended up didn't end up getting implemented and again huge waste of people's time yeah um and it goes on all over the place there's there's um a state that i've been doing some work in and with that has been in the process of of redoing their early learning standard the the licensing regulations um mm-hmm. which i mean states do from time to time and they put out for put it out for uh as part of the strategic planning process they put it out for public comment and what's what's happened and it's happened i don't know in my 30 years it's happened a dozen times before the public comment is 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 just about across the board ignored because the people right. are making the decisions already have made their decisions and that's that that piece of it is the more of the central planning that i was i was thinking we're going to talk about we'll get into we'll yeah. get into that in an episode of of centralized people making all the decisions ahead of time and and going through the motions of other people having a voice um, but that's another episode. Yeah, um, but I'm glad we're going to get into that because that is really important. Yeah. Because I think, and I, I feel like we've talked about this before, I think a lot of us and a lot of people end up in this field because they enjoy power, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing to enjoy. And I feel like we see that power used and abused especially in these ideas of like strategic planning and central planning, like, no, this is just how it's going to be. And this is why. And then on the flip side, which I think in a way is sort of what my program's dealing with is there has been such little central planning and it's been entirely autonomous for a long time that now the idea of coming together centrally feels like a direct attack on the teacher's experiences and preferences. Mm-hmm. So there should really be a middle. Yeah. Somewhere. So with the process your program is going through, how how much uh, how much input have you gotten from the children? Uh, none. Um, I will say I feel so I mean personally I try to make my input based on what I notice the children doing, Mm -hmm. but I do not ask the children specifically about what do you think our vision should be, Um, which I think would be a really interesting thing to do. And I think it would be really interesting. I feel like parents might, I think it would be interesting to ask parents. Well, I I always think that be my next question. I always think it would be interesting. what What if parents said? Right, I always want, I'm always interested. We've Mm -hmm. started in my classroom since we are the like before kindergarten year for a lot of them or like the two years before kindergarten. We've just this year started asking them 
what does kindergarten readiness look like to you? Because sort of in this central mm -hmm. planning way, we want to know what ideas are in their head so that we have the language that calms their fears or whatever. And it's been really interesting because I would say about half of the responses are, you know, my child's ready for kindergarten because they love learning and they aren't afraid to take risks and they can handle a social situation with some help and they want to read and they want to write and they're confident in their abilities. And then there's the other half that's like a list of things mm -hmm. like letters and sounds, counting to 100, reading familiar names. And they're both, you know, valid parent concerns. Like, and now it's up to us to decide how we talk about them. We cannot just ignore the parents who want their child to be able to count to 100. We instead have to be able to translate what we do in the classroom as the basis for, of course, your child's going to be able to do X, Y, Z things. Look at the way that they play with these dominoes. Look at the way that they're counting the days until their birthday, like all of that. And that has been like, so that's just like centralized planning in like one classroom. Mm -hmm. Right. But we've already gotten some feedback from parents to the director that it feels really good, that they're like, it feels really intentional That's in good. the room. And I'm like, yeah, That's hell good. yeah, we're doing it. The best, the, the person I have interacted with best, and I haven't talked about, thought about this dude for a long time, um, best at the strategic planning piece, uh, elementary school uh, principal, uh, Doug Robbins was his name. It, we've talked a lot about butts on previous episodes, uh, yeah. Sam. We talked about Jimmy Smiths and uh, George mm -hmm. Michael. Uh, Doug yep. Robbins, not a great butt. Um, I mean, great guy, but- um, Great guy. So I just, just want to put that in context. In um, and so Doug would do things like he- he wanted a new playground for his elementary school because it was like asphalt covered and boring equipment. And yeah. so he worked at it for, I mean, it must've been a whole school year with the planning process. And he got input from all of his students, kindergarten to fifth grade. And he got input from parents. And I ended up on a committee because I ran a community center that was three miles away that a bunch of kids in his school went to afterwards. And so I was there and he had people from the locally local, um, I don't know, the We Love Plants Gardening Society and those kind of things because he, he thought there needed to be a nature aspect to this. and, and wanted to know what kind of plants would do well in the climate of, yeah. uh, of this, this, this place next to this big old brick building where there's a lot of asphalt that they couldn't remove all of. And, and on and on, the, the groundskeepers, the, the guys that worked for the school district who, who their job um, mostly was to mow the little bit of lawn there was in the summer and then drive the snow the, the pickups with the snow plows across the playgrounds uh, before school, school started. He had them, them showing up and he, I mean, it took a, it was a pain in the ass, I think for him to get those guys to come to meetings because he had to get that approved by the, uh, the school administration building to get those guys to have some time that they could come and do that. Right. And, and on and on it goes until he comes up with this beautiful plan. And there's this, there's playground equipment that wasn't necessarily what he had thought of, but it was what the kids wanted. And there were things like butterfly gardens and, and more green space and all of this. And then it took another year and a half to build. 
and um, and it was it was a delightful process. Um, I think a couple of years later, Doug got transferred and it all went turned to crap. But um, you know that happens too. Right, uh, but what a what a beautiful commitment to these children and families and the democratic process, yeah, right? And, it, and it, I mean, he looked. I mean, every stakeholder he could think of, he got involved in this, and it was a a, a lot more work than Doug sitting down with uh, with two of his favorite teachers and coming up with a plan and and spending fifty thousand dollars on a on a generic looking playground structure. But it was the, the, the payoff was was worth it, but also the process was, yeah. was an important thing. Yeah. How powerful for those children to know that their voices mattered so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so if, if you're if you're planning on, on what a space or what a program for children should should be having some input from the actual children who are involved is probably a a good starting probably point. But if you, if, idea. If, if you can't get there, um, I mean, the teachers in those classrooms should have some input because absolutely um, if, if you want if you want things to work, you need to have have buy in from the people that are involved. Yeah, I feel like this got a little bit ranty, but we're very passionate about this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Definitely ask people before you just do stuff. It's really, (laughs) I feel like it comes down to uh, nothing about us without us. So, um, (laughs) you know, there you go. Uh, That sounds like a slogan. It it is for many things. Yes. Okay. Uh, this hey listeners um you can if you need more if you need more samantha in your life you can go to uh where did i write it down um you can go to playvolution hq slash samantha balch and you'll find you'll find sam there you need me Um, just go to Play Evolution HQ uh, or Explorations Early Learning. Hey, listeners, we're planning a crap load of trainings for 2022. Woo! I've been working on this. Um, last count was trainings from 12 trainers. I, I'm thinking 50 plus sessions online, live, in-person, Zoom-based sessions in 2022. Um, been working on getting things approved in a number of states. I think my, I think 10 states and some provinces. Nice. Um, provinces, those are those are what they call states in Canada. I love that. They're a different Canada, country. I love you. Um, and so that's all going on. You can find that stuff at explorationsearlylearning.com. Um, um, thanks for listening. Share the show with a friend or an enemy. We just want to put the show into people's ear holes. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.